all of his praise you in this place. God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you won't relent, God, that you're not going to, Lord, you're not willing that, that none should perish, Father. And that means, God, that it's by your grace that any of us are being able to be in this place tonight. We thank you, Father, for the grace and the mercy and the love and, and your spirit. But, Lord, tonight we just thank you, Jesus, that we can come into this place and lift up the name of Jesus. Lord, that we can call upon your name, God, no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter the trials and the downtimes, Lord, God, we know, Lord, that in, in the midst of that valley, Lord, there's so many times that people talk about valley being the worst situation, but, Lord, in your word it even says that you are the lily of the valley. That, God, we're in the, when we're in the valley, that you're there with us as well. It's not just because we're down in the, in the darkest moments of our life does not mean that, the, that you're not there, but, God, when we walk through the valley, you are there. You're there to comfort us, to guide us. God, you're there as, as a rod. Lord, you're there, Lord, as a staff. You're there, Lord, to, to wrap your arms around us and, and to strengthen us and to guide us and to lead us, Father. Lord Jesus, we know that we're not going to live upon that mountaintop our whole life. But, Lord, there's moments we rejoice. And, God, the journey of, of, of taking us to those places, God, and teaching us in moments, Lord God, and revealing yourself to us that, Lord God, there is power in the name. God, that there's power in the name, Lord Jesus. And, God, may we seal the very essence of who you are within our heart, God. Lord God, may it be a brand upon our soul, like a tattoo upon our arm, God, Lord Jesus, that's not removed, not easily removed, but, Father, it's something that we're branded by. God, we want to be a generation that's, that's not branded just by ink, but, God, we're, we're branded by, God, a spirit. We're branded by you, Father, and that people see us, not because we wear a T-shirt, not because of, of, of uh, what we may have as our appearance, but, God, they may see us at the very essence of our serving and the very essence of our character. God, may we be branded by you tonight, Lord. God, tonight, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, guys. If you guys can find your way back to your seats. Uh, I really feel like we need to, to 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 start with this tonight. It's 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 not a long it's not a very long opener. They're not very long points of what we're going to talk about this week. I'm breaking it down over four weeks. Uh, it's too much to really give in one night. And I want you guys to get these points down over the next four weeks of what we're going to talk about. For the next four weeks, we're talking about being hell raisers, hell raisers for the kingdom, and we're not talking about literally raising hell in, a, in an atmosphere of going out and and celebrating and partying. We're not talking about that. We're not talking as hellraisers going out and being destructive. But we're talking about the raising is R-A-Z-E. Means to, means to bring down. It means to bring devastation to. It's to, when you hear the phrase in a construction a lot of times, or a house, they said they raised that house. That doesn't mean they built the house. Because it, it sounds kind of backwards, doesn't it? You think they raised it. That's, you're thinking R-A-I-E. S-C, and it's not. We're talking about R-A-Z-E. They raised something to the ground. They brought destruction unto it. And it, in, in Scripture, we're going to talk about our, our main points of Scripture tonight we're, is going to be over the next few weeks is Matthew eleven twelve. In Matthew eleven twelve, it says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men lay hold of, lay hold of it. From the, time, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. And forceful men laid hold of it. Forceful men laid hold of it. Not a bunch of sissies, not a bunch of pansies, 
As, as Pastor said Sunday, panty waist. <laughs> yes, Pastor said that Sunday morning in his sermon. I don't know how many people caught it, but I think it's just something that he said and couldn't get back. <laughs> but if you know, panty waist, sissy. And we're not just talking, and he's not just saying, you're thinking, you're talking about me? No, we're talking about spiritually. Guys and girls, we're talking in a spiritual sense. We're not talking about physically strong. You know what, I can, I can, I can be as big as I want to. I can go out and work out and, and make my, my body bigger and stronger and, and, and cut up. I can go and do all that, but you know what, it's not going to make me any spiritually stronger than I am now. It's not going to make me more powerful in God's eyes. It's not going to do something for my spirit. It's going to do something only for my body. But God, He's calling out literally those that are going to be aggressive. And the first point we're going to talk about tonight, and basically all we're going to talk about tonight, is being aggressive generation. Being, uh, being aggressive. It says the violent take it by force. The violent taking it by force. Being aggressive. Being ab- aggressive on your campus. Being aggressive with your family, being aggressive with your friends, being aggressive with those that are there. We're not talking about a physically shaken, but it's standing your ground in the midst of, of, of turmoil. It's standing your ground in the midst of persecution. It's standing your ground in the midst when somebody's making fun of you because you stand for Christ or for what's happening in your life or maybe what you're dealing with or maybe your background or maybe even your past. Somebody's coming against you because of what you've dealt with or something that's happened years ago. And people are coming against you now. But I'm telling you, it's saying that the violent take it by force. That means you stand dogmatic. You stand uh, as a bulldog with tenacity. You stand with strength. As we're talking as with a physical strength, we stand in a way. We stand in a, in a format that says, I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. Shree, come here for a second. Come here. Stand right here. Come here. We're talking about being strong or being strengthened. The enemy comes, and he wants to try to push you around. So Sheree's going to be the enemy, and I'm going to stand strong, and I'm saying you come at me and you push me. You come and you push me. Come on. Come on. We're saying, come on, Satan. What you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Come on. What you going to do about it? Because you're nothing. You're nothing but a little weasel, nothing but a little runt, and you can't do nothing about it. Come on. Come on. We've got to stand strong. Even when the enemy comes and we think we're not looking, he thinks we're blindsided, the enemy keeps coming, and he's pushing. You going to push? You going to do something? Why not? Why? 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 You're not going to do anything? Come on. Come on. Come on. Push. What? Because that's what Satan is. He's a small little weasel, and she's not a weasel, but he's nothing. He's nothing. He doesn't come like me saying, she's the representation and I'm Satan, and I can just pick her up and I can throw her around and do what I want with. He's not like that. The Scripture says he's like a roaring lion. He's weak. All he has is to come with you with fear. All he has to come at you with temptation. All he has to come with you. But you know what? God has given you weapons. God has given you things within this Word that you can come against him that's greater than anything that he could throw your way. Anything that he would try to throw your way. To stand strong when those circumstances happen in your life. To have a firm foundation in knowing who you are and knowing who God is in your life. What are you going to do in your schools? Just an announcement. Something I, I, I did have a couple announcements. I had three more. Three more. Now I have two. Um, but talking about first priority, talking about your school, if, if you're involved in your school and you're going to a middle school, you're, you're in a high school, wherever you may be, even some of our elementary schools have started now. We're going to start some first priority clubs in our elementary schools and try to get some children's pastors going to the, some of these schools and just minister to children early in the morning uh, once a week. But yesterday morning I went to Macador uh, Middle School. Had first priority there. Uh, they have uh, at Macador High School, they have first priority on Thursday mornings. Uh, went this morning 
to uh, Hueytown Middle School. Hueytown Middle School? Hueytown Middle School? Wednesday mornings, 7.30, choir room. Be there. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, 7.30, uh, 7.30 middle school. Uh, this is first year of the middle school, so you probably didn't have a clue. So there wasn't posters, nothing up yet. It's, they'll be up this year. So no, They're not up yet. They were, they, were, they, were, they were up after school today. So somebody went back in to put them up. They didn't get them up in time. But middle school at, at Hueytown, 7.30 in your choir room um, every two, uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, Hueytown High School, if you go to Hueytown High School, uh, tomorrow morning, 7.30, in the lecture hall. And so if you're at Hueytown, beautiful, stinking school. If you guys have not went by there and you go to another school, trust me, you'll be very jealous when you drive up on the campus because it, makes, it even makes Hoover look a little puny compared. I'm serious. It is, it is, it is a, one, of the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful campuses I drove up to and seen the school. It is amazing just to look at the outside of this building. And, and, and McAdory Middle School is amazing. I'm telling you right now, just you drive up on the outside of this thing and you would think it was some kind of military academy that's pristine. It's, it is pretty stinking cool. So, um, but a beautiful facility. Listen to me. Shh. Regardless of how awesome it is and how great these facilities are and how amazing this school is on the outside, if Christ is on the inside, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just a place where you're being taught. And what more better is to take, take God into your campus. So um, if you go to high school, uh, Amy, I know you guys have got banned, but we're going to see if we can't do something about that since the band room is right next to the lecture hall and between the cafeteria. So went in there today and walked the halls and just kind of checked it out. It's still pretty cool. A lot of things yet let to, done, to do. But I don't, every school that you go to, uh, what, what schools you guys are involved in, find out where your first priority is at. Let me know because I know we have leaders in all these schools uh, wherever you maybe go to school at, whether it's West Blockton, Pleasant Grove. Uh, I thought you went to... Okay. But you were. Uh, Fairfield. Okay. So, you go, you're in school? You out of school? Okay. Pleasant Grove. Okay. So, some of y'all, name the schools off. Oak Grove. Oak Grove is on, uh, is on Tuesday mornings. It was yesterday morning. So, Oak Grove is Tuesday mornings. I don't know exactly what the room is. We can find out. If you'll just probably look, there's, there's posters in the hallways. Um, so, and I don't know if it's, if you're in the high school or work building for you in the junior high. Okay. So, yeah. So whatever you guys meet, look under and see if you can find some posters, find things hanging where you're meeting at. I know they're Tuesday morning. I know there's FCA there as well, uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, so there's no excuse for whatever school you may be in. Uh, if you're homeschool, whatever, take opportunities, guys. Pray for these guys that are, that are on the campuses. Pray for, for those students that are homeschooling. There's the opportunities that, through the organizations that you homeschool to be involved in activities. Just because you're homeschooled doesn't mean you can't be participating in other activities and things that goes on with the, the school that you're involved with. If they're not, hey, call your, call your people who's over it and say, look, you know, why don't we have something? Why don't we have football? Why don't we have these activities? Why don't we have things we're going out and doing? Head something up. If you're involved in organizations, whatever you may be doing, if extracurricular activities, things you love to do, get involved with it. Participate in something. Start something. Just like talking to Andre with their team, his skate team. You know what? Being, being what the example of it is. But when you step on that skate team and they go out to skate and say, whoa, whoa, guys, we're not going anywhere. What do they mean? We're going to sit here and we're going to have a quick devotion and we're going to pray before we do anything. Not just for safety, but safety of our soul. And let us be an example when we're just out here hanging out with guys. Give us opportunities. Whatever you may do, start something within that group, something in that, in the, that body of, of people that you're around. 
First 40 is a great, great evangelistic tool. That's the word right there we got on the wall, evangelism. You guys are on the high school campus, junior high campus, middle school campus. You're to be evangel evangelistic people, evangelists, evangelist as you go into your schools, missionaries as you go into your school. View it as that. View it as that and be aggressive in what you do. Be aggressive and say, Satan, you can't have Cutie Town. You can't have Pleasant Grove. You can't have West Blockton. You can't have Oak Grove. You can't have my homeschool. You can't have this. You can't have my family. You can't have this and that. It's not going to happen. You've got to be demanding. You've got to be aggressive. And you've got to stand strong and be forceful. Let him know you mean business. Because the thing is, he's very threatened by you is why he comes and attacks you. Everything that comes against you, you have to understand that he's threatened by who you are. Everything he throws up from the past into your face, failures you may have had five or six years ago, he's throwing that in your face to try to make you a failure today to try to dictate what your future should be. He does not know the outcome of your life. Satan cannot read into the future. He does not know what your future beholds. Only Christ and only God knows what your future is. Only He opens doors for your life. Satan is trying to slam doors shut in your face consistently because he's threatened by he knows who what you can become. He knows that you have a calling upon your life. He knows that there's things and God given opportunities in your life. He knows that any moment that He wants to dictate and, just, and railroad you and get you off the track for what is destined for your life. God has amazing things, and you've got to be aggressive, and you've got to stand strong. That means aggressive in your word, aggressive in your worship, aggressive in your prayer, aggressive in, at opportunities to not let somebody get away. It's time to be being, stop being pantyweights when we come to concern so much about somebody's feelings. We don't want to tell them too much about Jesus because they might get offended. But yet, they don't care to go stand in a locker room and tell dirty jokes. They don't go stand in a, in a, in a lunchroom and act stupid and act goofy and be offended by other things. So many times we want to use Jesus as being this one that's offend them. Then offend them because they need to hear it and they need to know the truth. They need to know what the gospel says and they need to know who Christ is and that he loves them no matter what they're walking through. They try to walk off and say, oh, I ain't done with you. You can't get away. You can't get away. You tell them as they're walking down the hall, guess what, Satan, you can't have them. And they turn around, who are you talking to? You, I'm talking to you. I'm praying for you and Satan can't have you. That'd be some tenacity. That'd be aggressive, wouldn't it? You'd freak some people out. You'd freak some people out, wouldn't you? But they know you mean business. You say, you know what? I'm going to be praying for you. You won't listen to me? I'm going to pray that God does something in your life that radically messes you up. I pray that God won't relent till He gets a hold of you, until you experience everything and see who He is. Be aggressive. It's time, it's not, we don't have time to play games. We don't have time to worry about if we're going to offend somebody. We don't have time to worry about if we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Because I guarantee you, they don't care if they hurt your feelings. They don't care if they hurt somebody else's feelings. We have people that are coming and propagating to them so many different idealistic things, so many different religions, so many ways to live. This is who you ought to be. This is how you ought to live. This is your lifestyle. This is not your lifestyle. This and that. And this is who creation is. And the creation ain't real. But this is real. This big bang over here. And this is real. All these things. They don't worry about what they try to pour into your life consistently. It's time that you stand up as teenagers and you say, you know what? You're not going to have my classroom. You're not going to teach that garbage to me because I know it's a lie. And it's not the truth because in my Bible, this is what it teaches me. Stand strong. What are they going to do? Give you detention because you proclaimed who Jesus was? I'd rather get some detention for not doing my homework or detention for standing strong than not doing my homework. I'd rather stand up and say, you know what? Hey, 
Mr. So-and-so, God, Satan can't have you. What? Go to your science teacher who's dogmatic and who doesn't believe in Christ. Go to them and say, what, dude? I'm praying for you. Ma'am, I'm praying for you. What? What do you mean you're praying for me? I'm praying that God will open your eyes. That God will reveal Himself to you. That you'll see that, you're, that you've been deceived by science. Or you've been deceived by all these different things to believe that God's not real. Be aggressive. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to let Satan have you. Mess them up, man. Mess them up. Freak them out. Who cares? What are they going to do? Don't pray for me. I don't care. You can't stop me. You can't stop this. I'm going to pray. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. The violent take it by force. The violent take it by force. The aggressiveness. The violent take it by force. One other announcement, and I'm going to get into this really quick. We're going to be done. We're going to pray and we'll put a CD back on. We're going to, we're going to finish with the scriptures. I'm going to get through it in the next five minutes. And then I'll wait a little bit over. Two weeks, we're going to have a 9-11 service. It's been ten years. Ten years since the devastation. Since the devastation in New York City. But we're going to have on 9-11-11, we're going to have a ten-year anniversary. We're going to have services that are going to be dedicated to that day. And it's going to be about two things. It's going to, first of all, it's going to be about remembrance. It's going to be about God, uh, not revealing, but, um, oh, Lord, I can't believe I forgot the name. I'm not gonna, uh, resolve. Not, it's remembrance, remembering, remembrance, and resolve. That we remember, and then we resolve. And through that resolve, we're going to talk about repentance. We're going to talk about uh, being radical and God changing us. And we're going to come before God, and, we're going to, and it's a day, a declaration of our dependence. Not independence, but our dependence upon God. Because as a nation, we need to depend upon God. As a generation, you need to be dependent upon God. You need to learn to depend upon God. So 9, 11, 11, starting at 9 in the morning to 11 a.m. From 9 to 11, 9, 11, 11. So we're going to have a service, special service today. No Sunday school. It's going to be worship. It's going to be videos. It's going to be an amazing day. Pastors preaching. We've got some great things planned for that day. Telling you, you need to get people here. Tell them what's going to be about. If you've got a fireman, you know, a rescue worker, you know, a police officer, hey, not, they need to be here. They got a, somebody that's in the, in the armed services, they need to be here that day. We want to honor them, but it's also a day of remembering. And I, and I would challenge you that all of you are old enough, and maybe some of you don't remember, but I would challenge you on a day to sit there and go, where was I at on that day? Where was I at in that ha when that happened? Have I forgotten? Have I forgotten? Some of you are one years old. Some of you... Or two years old. So, so, 2001. You were two. Be aggressive. Shh. Be aggressive. Listen to me. Be aggressive. The violent take it by force. Hey, listen. Shh. Guys, let me finish this up. Stop. Let me finish this up. First point for tonight. We've got four, three more weeks after tonight. Hellraisers like to raise hell. They don't wait for hell to come to them. They go to hell. If we're going to rescue people from the clutches of hell, we're going to have to be violent about it. We're going to have to be dogmatic about it. We're going to have to be in their face. We're going to have to understand that Satan has come to destroy their life. We have to, to basically run at hell with everything we have within us. We don't back down. You ought to be feel bad enough that you, could, as you, could, you may hear this over and over in your whole life, and you've probably heard it before. But you bad enough that you could go into hell with a squirt gun and say, come on, let's go. Let's go. I got a 44 mag full of water and I'm going to blow you away, dude. 
Hell's not going to sit back and just let us come in and take over. It's going to put up a fight. The thing is, we have to understand we've got to do the same thing. We're in a fight. We're in a fight for our family. We're in a fight for our friends. Some of you are sitting in this room right now and you're dealing with some desperate situations right now. Some situations right now that you're desperately in need of God doing something and intervening. You're needing miracles. Some of your families and some of your friends, some of those people you know from school, you need God to do something. The thing is tonight, if all hell is broken loose in your life, know this. We're going to fight for you. Know this. We're going to fight for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to intercede for you. And that ought to be something that you can look across the room at each other. That's something that you ought to be able to share with one another. When somebody comes to you and says, here's what's going on with my family. Here's what's going on in my life. Here's what I'm dealing with. I've faced this or I've done this. Here's what's going on. That's when you look at that person and you, you know what? You say, you know what? I'm praying for you. And Satan can't have you. Satan can't have you. I'm not going to let him. I'm going to stand in the midst of this fight. I'm going to stand strong and say, you know what? Satan can't have you. And as we pray, when we're praying on Sundays, when I'm here during the, during the days throughout the week, when I'm praying for you guys, I'm telling Satan, you know what? You can't have this generation. You can't have my students. You can't have them. I'm not going to let you. I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to pray for them. I want to speak into their lives. I want you to, to reveal yourself to them. You can't have them. You will not go down. We're going to be standing in the gap. Satan and all of hell are on a mission to steal, kill, and destroy you, your family, your friends, your church, your youth, your ministries. But God has commissioned you and me to be a hell raiser. To bombard hell with a barrage of prayers, a petition for the souls and friends of family, your schools, your teachers, everybody that's around you. The thing is, you can either be active or passive. You can either be somebody that's going to stand up and put your faith in action, or you can sit down and whine and cry about it. Or you can sit back and go, what was me? Why didn't it happen? Or you can stand up and say, no, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to go down in defeat. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to walk through Christ in my life. I'm going to stand with boldness. I know who Christ is in my life. I know what he's sacrificed, what he's given for me. I know the prayers I've prayed, and I'm not backing down. I'm not going to sit down and just give up. Not going to happen. We're not going to do it. Are you going to be active or are you going to be passive? You can't be a hellraiser and sit, up, sit on your butts. You must be active. Hellraisers are not lazy, passive people that are, peop- they are people of action. What did David do when he came to Goliath? Did he sit down with the king and go and hide in his tent with him? When the king, who was the mighty man, who was the man that was above every man else, when King Saul was there, he was a man that was head and shoulders above everybody. He's a big dude. He's the king. He's supposed to be out taking and ripping Goliath's butt. But what is he doing? He's cowering in his tent. Where's his brothers at? They're behind the walls. They're in the ditches. They're, they're look how big he is. He's a big man. We can't go right there. Look what he, and, and he's talking about their God, and he's talking about all these things and bringing down curses upon them, curses, curses upon their God, and telling them how much of sissies, how much bigger wusses they are. On and on and on. You guys are just a bunch of sissies. Go hide behind your wall. What you going to do? What you going to do? It's the bully calling you out. It's the bully calling you out. He's bullied you every day of your life. Every day you've been bullied. You stepped into the school, and every day of your life you've been bullied. But there's that one day. There's that one day when you said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done running. I'm done hiding. I'm done being intimidated. And I'm going to go up. 
and I'm going to kick his butt. I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to put my fist down his throat. I'm going to punch him square in the face. I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm going to fly over him until somebody has to pull me off of it. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to stop. There's that one day when you decide to stand. And that was the day that David walked into that campground. He walked into that place and he heard the curses and he heard the jokes and he heard the, the, the comments about his God. And he looks around and he, Dude, God, hey, I'm the runt. My big brothers are hiding behind the wall. The king's in his tent, his guards. All these warriors, they're hiding. They've got swords, they've got shields, they've got spears. He says, I got this. I got this. I got this! You ever seen George Lopez? I got this! Little Lopez runs down. David Lopez goes down. I got this! I got this! You guys, stay in the tent. Stay behind the wall. I don't need no armor. I don't need no shield. All I need is my sling and these rocks. And what does Scripture tell us that David did? Did he take the rocks and then go up behind the wall and find a place to hide? Did he climb in a tree and then sling the rocks from around the trees? Did he kind of try to be strategic and hide down in the ditch and lay in the water like Rambo and jump out and go, Ah! The rocks. Huh? He was kamikaze Japanese dude, son. He's, he, 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 he said, I'm flying my plane right into the choker. He got his, he got his sling. What did he do? Got his sling. And he ran at Goliath. He ran. He was the aggressor. A Goliath is probably standing there going, What's this little puny 15-year-old, 14-year-old kid doing running at me? I could just hit him with my knee and knock him out and kill him. I could just smush him underneath my sandals. We're talking over a nine-foot man looking at this little boy running up. What you going to do? And he's running at him. Probably caught him off guard a little bit. He runs at him, slings the stone, catches him between the eyes. Catches him. See, David was trained with precision, but he was the aggressor. He went after the enemy aggressively. Aggressively. And that's the way we've got to be about raising hell. We've got to be aggressive to come at the kingdom. The violent take it by force. We take the fight to the enemy. We don't run and let the enemy spear us in the back and shoot us in the back of our knees as we're running through the woods. No, we run at the enemy saying, we're coming at you. We're coming at you. That means tonight when you're sitting in your room and you're battling for your family, you're coming to the enemy and you're saying, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to anoint my family. I'm going to anoint my room. I'm going to anoint my TV. I'm going to anoint my house. I'm going to anoint my computer. I'm going to come to the enemy and say, you know what? You can't have this. You can't have this. You can't have them. You can't have her. You can't have him. You can't have any of this. You can't have it. And I dare you to show your face, Satan. I dare you. Because in the name of Jesus... Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Greater is he that's in me. Go at the enemy. Go at the enemy. As the Philistine moved closer to attacking, it was in 1 Samuel 7, 48, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. You've got to, be, you've got to move, but move with decisive and distinct direction. Any movement will be progress only if it's in the direction of the destination. David wasn't running, jumping around like a chicken with his head cut off. He was running with, at a goal and with a purpose. You must be active. You must realize what God has called you to be. What it, who, who knows the story of what 
when Simon Peter came to Jesus and he was asking who he was. He said, and Simon said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus spoke back to him. And it's in Matthew 16, six, verses 16 through 19. So Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by my Father in heaven. By man, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. That for whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. That whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He even said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. But he said, You are Peter, and, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Basically, we've got to set up shop next to hell. We've got to be willing to go to where those are the closest to dying and going into eternity. It means we've got to go to the places and sit in the parking lots where people are hanging out. We've got to literally go to the gates of hell and say, you know what? My Bible tells us that we're as Peter. And it says we're part of this rock, and we've built our, our foundation on the rock. And it says, you know what? It says hell's not going to prevail against us. It means that we can set up shop right next to you, Satan, and you can't do nothing about it because you're not going to be victorious and you will not win because it tells us that we're going to come against you violently and aggressively. It's your choice. You can't be passive and be a hellraiser. The line has been drawn in the sand. Tonight you choose. You're either a lover of God or a worker for Satan. There's no in-between. No passive Christians. Jesus said you're either for me or against me. No, not middle ground. Not gray areas. It's black or white. Luke 11.23 says he's... He said, who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. There's a line that's been drawn in the sand. I meant to get a piece of tape, and I had wrote it down to do it, and I didn't do it. But I meant to get a piece of tape and ask you tonight. <laughs> There's a line been drawn in the sand. Trying to find something. Y'all find something. Throw it down on the ground. The line has been drawn in the sand. Guys, we're going to be going down to Philip if you'll, if you'll start that song. The line has been drawn in the sand. Guys, for the next three weeks, I don't want you missing any of these nights. I want you bringing somebody with you. I want you taking and sharing with them what, what we've talked about. For the next three nights, we're going to be talking about being, the next three weeks, being alert, being angry, being advantageous. But we've got to be aggressive. If we're going to see things begin to take place, we've got to be aggressive. We have a line. It's been drawn in the sand. Satan is saying, here's the line. Here's the line. And I don't know why, as soon as I dropped that down, I wish I had looked up the clip for Andy Griffin. And y'all probably like, who is Andy Griffin? There was, a little, there was a little moment. There was a little boy who was the bully. There was a little boy who was the bully. New kid. He's bigger than Opie. Badder than Opie. And the whole time he even took all of Opie's friends. All his friends had turned to this kid's side. This kid was doing destruction in the town. He was breaking lights and, and doing things. And Opie kept getting caught and getting in trouble for it. The little Opie walked up one day, all his buddies on the other side with the big bully. And the kid, Opie said, you know what? I basically have had enough. I've had enough. You've been getting me in trouble. You've been breaking things. My paw ain't happy. And, and this is enough. And he stood there, and he said, basically, I'm going to dust your drawers. I'm going to kick your butt. I'm standing up to the boy. The little kid said, first of all, he said, put a little rock on his shoulder. 
He said, if you if you're bad enough, knock this off my shoulder, basically. Hope he reached up and smacked it off his shoulder. The kid was gotten scared. Then he drew a line in the sand. So if you're bad enough, cross that line. You cross that line. That little boy, basically it was a circle, but the little boy, Opie, went to the line, looked at him, stepped right up in it, and got right up in his face. What'd the bully do? He didn't even have to hit him. Cowered down, walked off and left. Because Opie at that moment was advantageous. He was, he was aggressive. At that moment, he said, that line may be drawn in the sand. But Satan, you can draw all the lines in the sand you want. But on the other side, on the other side is victory. On the other side, you're going to cower down because you want me to hide on this side. You think that is as far as I'll go. You think that's as much as I will do. You think I won't go into my school and, and begin to proclaim Jesus. You think I won't go into the hallways. You're telling me that's the line. That's as far as I go. I can't go pray at my locker. You're telling me I won't take my Bible to school openly, not hide it in my backpack. You're saying that's the line. You won't take your Bible to school and read it during lunch, during free time. You won't do it. Oh, wait a minute. That's the line. There's your locker. I guarantee you, you ain't bold enough to go to your locker and kneel down for 30 seconds and pray every single morning when everybody's walking around you and everybody else is in their lockers. Not as you're acting, it's like you're picking up something off the ground. I dropped my pencil, my paper. I've got to hurry up and get up. No, but you sit down and, and you go to the, you cross that line, you get at your locker and you kneel down and you begin to pray. And you begin to pray in a, in a, in a spirit and you begin to pray out loud. And you begin to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you can't have my high school, you can't have my middle school, you can't have my friends, you can't have my teachers. And Lord, I, and you just begin to pray blessings upon that place. Because, but you know what? Satan says you won't do it. Because he draw a line in the sand and says you won't cross it. Because he knows you're chicken. He knows you won't cross the line. That's as far as you'll go. He knows on the other side is victory for your family. He knows you won't go in there and pray for your parents. He knows you won't go in there and lay hands on them. He'll bring you to the line and say, there they are, but will you cross the line and go pray for them? You've got friends that are in your classrooms that are dealing with situations, and you know what? There's the line. They're on the other side. The victory's on the other side, but Satan will bring you to the line and show you there's victory, but I know you won't cross it because you ain't aggressive enough. You ain't bad enough. You ain't strong enough. You won't cross it. You won't do it. You won't do it. There's so many things that are on the other side of that line. And you will come to that line and Satan will bow up in your face. He will jump up in your face as the giant that he pretends to be. And he'll call curses down and he'll make fun of you. And he'll, and he'll dare you to cross that line. He will dare you to cross that line. And I want to ask you tonight, how many of you says, Pastor Eric, I am willing, willing to cross that line no matter what it takes, no matter the consequences, no matter what's going to happen, I'm going to cross that line, and it's going to start tonight. How many of you say, I'm going to be aggressive? I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to really want to be a hellraiser and take the fight to the enemy, and I'm going to come to the line, but I'm only going to stand there. I'm going to cross it tonight. I'm going to cross it tonight. That's you. I want you to stand there and ask you to raise your hand. I want you to stand and come over here. And I want you to look as you stand there and say, in the name of Jesus, Satan, you can't have. And I want you to step over that line. I want you to proclaim it tonight. I want you to proclaim it tonight. Philip, turn up the music. I want you to proclaim it tonight. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just ask you right now. As students step to the line, they begin to proclaim right now. Whatever it is in their life, Father, 
right now as they stand in line. Go ahead. I want you to step, step up to the line. Be the big dog right now. Tell them. Tell them in the name of Jesus, Satan, you can't have whatever it is. And just begin to tell him right now. Cross the line. Cross the line. Who's going to be the first one? Who's going to be the first one? Right now, say it. In the name of Jesus, Satan, you can't have my high school. You can't have my soul. You can't have my family. You can't have this. Just begin to tell him right now in the name of Jesus. Step to the side and begin to pray right now. Step to the side and begin to seek his face. And begin to tell him right now. Don't cower back. Don't just stand with your hands in your pockets. Begin to pray. Begin to seek his face right now and say, In the name of Jesus, you are a liar. You are a worthless. You're a dog. You're, you're, you're just full of it tonight, Satan. You're, you, you've come too many times. Too many times you've deceived. Too many times you've brought destruction. Too many times you try to tell me I'm a coward. Too many times you try to tell me I'm worthless. Too many times you, you brought things into my life and said, This is what's going to happen. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to destroy your future. I'm going to destroy your hopes and your dreams. I'm going to destroy this. I'm going to do this and do that. He's told you time and time, over and over again, that you're nothing. He's a liar. You've crossed that line tonight. And now you've stepped and you've proclaimed. You have proclaimed a stepping across the line tonight. You're proclaiming that you are in a fight. That you're in a fight. And I want you to proclaim to Satan, Satan, you're in a fight. You're the one that's in a fight. And you're the one that's going to lose. Because it's been written right here. Right here. All you got to do, guys, is look right here. He knows he's a loser. He knows he's not going to win. He knows he'll never make it. But you know what? He wants to take you with him. He wants you to step back that way tonight and say, I made a mistake across this line. I'm not strong enough. I'm too weak. Let me tell you what, you better understand upon God's word and begin to proclaim it, begin to memorize it, begin to put it in your spirit. Let the spirit of God begin to speak into your life. You gotta let him begin to rise up within you. You gotta begin to proclaim this tonight. You want victory in your life? You've got to live it. He knows the end. But he doesn't know your future. He just knows that he's scared out of his living mind of what you can accomplish. He is scared to death of you. Every When you wake up in the morning, when your heat seat hits the floor, you're going to say, you know what? Watch out, big boy. I hope you're scared because I'm going to do something today. He's trembling at the thought of what you're going to do. When you walk into your campus, when you walk into your school, when you walk to your family and say, get in this room, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Because God is going to do something. God is going to restore. God is going to heal. God is going to deliver. God is going to set free. In the name of Jesus. You're going to stand on it tonight. And you're going to stand on it tomorrow when you wake up. And you go to every place that you may be. It may be at work. It may be, I don't know, what, in areas of your life. And you're going to say, I'm crossing that line. I want you, when you get home, I want you to make a line. Whether it's in front of the mirror, whether it's in, the, in your bedroom, even if you have to take a piece of cake. Every day, I wish some of you would do that. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I wish some of you would go home tonight, take a piece of masking tape, put it across the middle of your floor, and your mom and dad walks in, they go, what in the world is a tape on your floor? Say, because I'm standing to the line, and Satan's on the other side, and I'm going to be victorious, and every day that I get up, I'm going to cross that line, I'm going to get in the space, and I'm going to proclaim victory. Claiming victory. Claiming victory. Claiming healing for my family, for my grandparents, for my mom, whatever it may be. They're claiming it. And you stand there every morning and you say, Satan, you're a liar. And you stand and say, in the name of Jesus, you will not have, you will not do, and you better put something in that place. And say, I hope you're scared today. Because he is trembling. He is worried about what you're going to accomplish. He don't want you to be successful. He doesn't want you to succeed. 
He doesn't want you to advance. He wants to destroy your lives in every aspect of your life. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you. We just come to you, Father, right now. We just ask for your presence, Lord God, to speak into our young people as you already have tonight, Lord. As you already have tonight, Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch them, Lord God. That you just begin to touch them right now, that your anointing will be upon them, Lord Jesus. That you would speak, Lord God, as they, as they symbol, as they stepped over a line tonight. As they begin to pray that prayer, they stood to the line. And as the enemy was there, they said, Satan, you can't have it. It may have been family. It may have been friends. It may have been their, uh, just things in their life, Lord. God, we step to the line as a family and say, God, you can't have my children. You can't have our family. You can't have our destiny. You can't have our future. You can't have the promises uh, that, that God has given us. Satan, you can't have this. You can't have that. You can't have our finances. You can't, and on and on and on. And you need to rise up every day and proclaim, Satan, you can't have my parents. You can't have them. You can't have them. You can't have their marriage. You can't have our resources. You can't have our finances. You know what? If, if people in your life and your family won't pray and they won't seek God's face and they won't ask for blessings upon their family, then you be the one that stands up and be the leader in your home and say, you know what? I'm going to pray that, that we have a, 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 just a healing in our finances, that, that God would do something awesome in us, that God would bless our home. You be the one that stands up and prays and prays for just a release from heaven. It's got to take somebody to break that, to break that hold. Father, tonight, Lord, as we, we just seek you and we thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Tonight, students, students, Lord, God, are not going to just let this, this message, God, but we look forward for the next three weeks, God, that you're going to speak to us through this series, God, that we want to be hell raisers. We want to destroy hell and every bit of darkness that it brings against us. Everything that the enemy tries to destroy us with and bring against us, we're going to stand strong and we're going to come tonight with a sling and a stone and we're going to charge the enemy and we're going to cut off his very head. We're going to cut off the head of the snake tonight. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I, I want somebody just right now. I want somebody just begin to praise him right now. I want somebody just begin to praise him right now. Somebody begin to praise him right now. You guys just begin to praise him. Come on. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to speak out to him. Cry out to him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, do we exalt the name of Jesus? Huh? Come on, begin to sing to him. Just for another minute. We're going to go, guys. I know it's late. I know it's late. We'll get started next week or a lot earlier and on time. Come on. We want to make sure we have time for this. You know, some of you got to go. Come on, right now. Just press. Sing to him. Lift him up tonight. Some of you need this right now. This is what you're holding back. Some of you just, some of you're just holding back. You crossed that line, but you're still holding on to something. You crossed that line, but you're still holding on to something. Satan's going to try to defeat you. He's going to lie to you over and over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise right now. Give the Lord praise now. Y'all just put your hands and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout it. Say thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yes, come on, guys. Don't be embarrassed. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, once again. Thank you, Lord. Be with us as we go from this place. Lord, watch over us. Lord, give that your blessings be upon each student and each young person here, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for the anointing. We thank you for your word and for your scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.